Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show about the show. The show within the show is the PGP, and you can listen to it as part of the normal DA show iTunes feed. And you can also listen to it on its own iTunes feed, search Permission Granted. And why not just listen to it as well? All places podcasts are downloaded or on our website, daoncbs.com. We just wrapped up Wednesday's show, and I have to say one of the hardest I've laughed on the show in a long time was the shot that Kaplan, our intrepid leader on the watchda.com simulcast posted of Jacob Wilkins. And we were just cackling, howling, laughing. Wilkins did the headlines on Monday's show. And when you asked me why I didn't involve him in the offense more, I said, he just didn't look like he was there to play. Involve him. You completely acted as if he didn't exist. He looked like he was out to lunch. He looked haggard. And then captured. Weathered, then Kaplan posted the picture of him and then did a screenshot side-by-side of the three of us, me, you, and Bogish, and then Bilotti, me, and Bogish, and we're just howling laughing. That was one of the funniest, one of the funniest laugh bits in a while. Well, you know, at the end of the year, it's almost like a New Year's Eve, uh, CNN or even ESPN will run past the images of the year. I, I feel like that picture of Jacob will be the, one of the DA show images of the year. He looked as if he was a ventriloquist puppet that had been popped out of the trunk and run over three times by a car. Just sitting there, his head looked like he didn't have a neck. It was just bopped down. Weird mushroom cut from like 1996. Face looks a mess. Bags under his eyes. It's a bad scene. Well, his his head is kind of tilted down. He's slumped over near the microphone. (laughs) But he's kind of like half asleep seemingly. His head is down. His hair, as we kind of pointed out, he hasn't had a haircut in a long time. And he's got this oversized sweater on. And it really looks like, it looks like he's passed out from frostbite (laughs) or pneumonia in the studio. It's as if it was a scene in The Great Outdoors with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd where they tell you the big bear's coming and to play dead. And that Jacob Wilkins is the guy playing dead on the ground. Like, if, if you told somebody... The way the animal won't bother you is to play dead. Just Jacob do what you did before an update, essentially. He looked like Bernie Lomax from Weekend at Bernie's. He looked like we propped him up there, and he wasn't actually doing the update. So now the question is, we went from him being frozen out to now having this scenario where he showed up looking dead. (laughs) Are we worried really about, forget the career of Jacob Wilkins, the life of Jacob Wilkins since the incident? 
You know, I've been thinking about this since you called me out for not involving Jacob in the offense more. I've had about 40 minutes now to to sit on this. <laughs> this is, we need to bring him back. This is the redemption tour that he needs. Because Wow, so the segment on calling him out on not having it and then seeing him look dead has, has now made this a redemption tour? That picture is startling. It really looks like he is close to passing out. Yeah, and, and look, he's had several bits on the show. There was a bit a long time ago where we found out he was on a dating show online in New York City, and a lady didn't like the way he chewed his bread or something like that. But think about that. He was at least well-groomed and manicured enough to go on a web sh- dating show. He doesn't look that way anymore. So is this kind of like a makeover situation? We bring in some kind of beauty expert Maybe or something? so. Maybe extreme makeover. Maybe extreme Jacob makeover? Maybe it's extreme makeover. We already passed Valentine's Day, unfortunately, so... We'll have to tie it into something else, but maybe like a little spring cleaning. He's got a new look for the spring because Jacob needs the overhaul, and I want this on record. I really like Jacob. As a guy, as as a broadcaster, I think he's excellent. I mean, right. really, really, really great broadcaster. And he's a great guy, but he looks dead to the world. He looks like a hobo, and we need to save him from this. Is it possible we just caught him on a bad day? No, because Bogus <laughs> No. Because Bogus pointed out that who he works for on the TV side uh, pointed out that Jacob needs to clean up his act a little bit. So now this is a rep he's getting. Think about that. A reputation in the business from low level people as well. So I can only imagine what high level people would think of. Look, broadcasters for the most part are not really well adjusted social people. Okay. You are kind of constantly digging through stats and pouring over sports notes. You usually put sports probably at a higher plane than you're really supposed to as a grown adult. To get the good jobs, you're probably doing some lesser sports or lesser level sports that you're investing way too much heart and dedication into. Sure. But I just think like how we're all wired as sports broadcasters. Then also, you know, when you're a kid, you're oftentimes watching TV or watching or listening to the radio religiously instead of being outside and playing with other kids. And then you become an adult. Look, let's face it. There's been a lot of broadcasters that probably couldn't dress themselves unless their wives did it for them. I agree. And they talk to themselves all the time, like practicing in the in the mirror, calling games and practicing in a tape recorder. So I think we're all wired a little weirdly. And I think Jacob has just hit the point where he needs somebody to coach him. He needs somebody to life coach him. Boy, that's then doesn't that fool you? Don't you have to be the life coach? Perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, I know you wear a lot of hats, and I know yeah, I mean, since you started doing around the dial, maybe you know there's certain hats you can't put on anymore. But you took so much pride in Huge Freeze's resurrection, and I know he's more of a showman than Jacob, but Jacob was a showman too. He was. He was, and I think he was. But he's not like he's seventy now. He's broken though. He's, he's a bro- broken. He's a broken spirit. So maybe this will be a harder project for you. But maybe the goal by January 2020 should be you've rebuilt Jacob now, and now he has a future. Maybe that has to be what has to happen because I, I'm a fan of Jacob. I consider him a friend. I just think that right now he's a broken soul. And Was he broken at the time of his now infamous worst segment ever? Maybe we didn't see how broken he was and that led to it. I or did the, that segment lead to the breaking? I think it's a very insightful connection that you make. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was broken. I think... If we asked him to do that bit two years ago, he nails it. I think now what we're seeing is 
he's kind of given up a little bit. He doesn't have the fire. There's no flame flickering. There is no flame. I want maybe he's gotten passed over some jobs he thought I mean maybe. And he's at those winter meetings and things aren't shaking his way. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps because he looks like that to begin with. Maybe. It's sad. For me, as a child growing up with the DA show and knowing all the great sure. memories Jacob yeah. brought yeah. to households, you know, across uh, these great United States and Canada, to see, you know, see a hero like that really in, in bad times, dark mm-hmm. times, I just, I think it's mm-hmm. an indictment on the show. And I think it needs to be the show's duty to lift him back up. Well, I like this idea of a, a rebirth through a new kind of. Yeah. wardrobe and a haircut. It could and- have a, a similarity to The Big Loser, to Extreme Makeover, something like that. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember Screech being on something like that where, uh, you know, we're trying to get him back to what he was. So it, it could be an element to that for Jacob. We have to start poking around people that would do Extreme Makeover for Jacob. I agree. I agree. I just, I, you worry about the kid. You just hope hope we can get this back on track here. I think I really think that you need to make this a priority. That in your was life. rock bottom. What I saw on that shot, because you know I used out of the corner of my eye doing the updates, but I wasn't watching him when Cap put that shot. That's a real eye opener. Yeah, and there was a time off the air that day where he wasn't including the alliance scores at all, and you and I both kind of told him, "Hey, maybe you don't want to leave with it like Bogus did, but they should be included." Then he included them at one update and then, like, left 30 seconds for just music to be playing. His brain is all over the place. Not even doing the job well. Forget looking. The job's not even being done well. And he's an excellent broadcaster. So for him to get sloppy shows that the pilot light is out. It's it's troubling. It's very troubling. So I'm rooting for him, for one. I, I You have to. But it's troubling. This needs to be the next guy. You wonder, though, if a huge freeze doesn't root for a Jacob Wilkins revitalization because if this takes off then Huge Freeze really gets put in the distance you know then you really test the test whether he's actually a good guy or not rooting for other people or only looking out for himself that's another thing to monitor off the air true I think Huge is a good guy at his heart so I think he would want Jacob to succeed not on this show I think Huge wants to get to the point where we need him well there's two different roles okay Jacob fills a play-by-play role on goofy things Huge fills a crooner role. A crooner? Yeah. Well, like he eats a French crueler role. <laughs> All right. Other, one other point here. Oh, there's, there's something else besides Jacob Wilkins? Alliance primetime. Yes. We've been tinkering with this a little bit over the first two weeks. Highlights of the Alliance games. By the way, for the Jacob thing, you can watch this on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search <laughs> our show because the video of us cracking up over the Jacob still shot is, is awesome. But Alliance primetime, we tweaked it a little bit from week one to week two. You got some good feedback from people close to the inner circle that they liked week two a lot. Yeah, that it's really grown and they love it. They found themselves laughing and found themselves, you know, waiting to see what highlights would be played and what the tie-in would be to the highlight and stuff like that. The nicknames are great. The nicknames are great. And we introduced a little more song and dance, maybe a little theater, if you will, a theater of the absurd to this. Zach Stacy with a Stacy's mom right. song was the great. The Arizona Hot Shots feeling hot, hot, hot with the Olay, Olay, Olay. And I think the idea that Bogus and I, while discussing things, aren't practicing it makes it even more ridiculous. Yeah. So I do think there's a little something there, and I th- I hope as long as teams continue to practice within their own state that this league continues to grow and therefore yeah. Alliance continues to grow. Our big thing is we just want to make sure they get through an entire season because we don't want to short-circuit Alliance primetime in year one. Right. If that's the case, we might have to you know, make up highlights and play out the season the rest <laughs> of the way with Alliance. I think Alliance goes through no matter whether the season does or not. 
It was a big job by Bogish because he wasn't on our show on Monday. He was filling in for uh, Boomer and Geo. Right. But he came in to do Alliance Primetime. Well, again, this is a guy whose career he's taking seriously and roles in Alliance Primetime is a big part of his career, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, to miss a week in week two, it'd be like you, know, you missing week two of Sunday morning football. You just can't do it. you got to get the ground running. You know, Bogus has to miss a week in April. Or maybe understand something came up. You can't now. This is too too new. It's too important. But, yeah, I liked I liked week two better than week one. But it's going to be a work in progress. So it's okay to to tinker with stuff and to experiment with stuff. But we had a couple of people on Twitter say that it was like laugh out loud funny with you guys going back and forth with nicknames and songs. So that's good. That is good. And I find myself just, you know, as obviously I watch every Alliance game. Who doesn't at this stage in their lives? <laughs> I now find myself, you know, looking at highlights and thinking about how it could be attacked at primetime. I'm watching games from a different point of view now. Primetime is that much ingrained. All weekend I'm thinking about primetime. So those 15 minutes I hope the listeners enjoy because they mean a lot to me and Bogus. I know that. It is interesting because I genuinely like the Alliance and you genuinely love the Alliance. I'm all in. Eddie Scazzeri, who works for Boomer and Geo, is obsessed, has watched every game as well. Really? Him and I earlier were discussing some stuff about Steve Spurrier two-point conversions, and he has a lot of takes as well. So I'm not alone in this. That's amazing. So when Jeff Perlman, author of Football for a Buck about the USFL, said that the league could be in peril this early because they just got that infusion of cash in week number two, you were not happy. No, I wasn't happy, and I think those in the Alliance Inner Circle, which includes myself and sure, a couple yeah, others, yeah. believe that this is a good thing for the league. Any money is good money, and it doesn't matter. So I think the league is healthy and well, and the naysayers are going to poo-poo what they want. But bottom line is that Bleacher Report live app is going to be downloaded for Saturday afternoon, and we're all going to be involved, and we're going to be excited. I've got a question because I downloaded the Alliance app over the weekend, which right. is great because you can watch every game on the app. Right. But... Even if you don't get the channels, I think. Yeah, the only the CBS Sports Network games, though, will not go live on the app. Gotcha. They will be logged later for later viewing. Can't watch live. them live on the app. That CBS, Whenever a game is CBS-tied, it's an exclusive rights situation. And can you stream that on a CBS Sports CBS app? CBS All Access app. Ah, okay. Got it. So my question is this. With the app, you, you can predict plays. Right. What does that do for you if you predict it right? If you're in a state with legal betting, uh, you're not. A state with legal betting allows you to put money on uh, predicting plays, okay. and it's a way to live gamble on the game. Gotcha. So we are not in one in New York, but if you were to go to New Jersey, your your phone signal will pick up the state you are if it's in legal betting. I believe they're tied to some, I don't know, whether it's a William Hill or something like that, and the predicting of the plays is just for fun in the non-legal gambling states but can lead to uh. profits for you. Bet on plays in Bet the Alliance. Plays. Right. I think a run to Presley's up next, up the right mm. kind of deal. Mm. So okay. it's, it's innovative. It's different. You got to have it. Alliance primetime on Mondays. We'll do that again this upcoming Monday. And for now, the Alliance survives. And I got to tell you one last thing. After we did the story on Wednesday's show that in Memphis, you can buy a season ticket for essentially 150 bucks for five games and all you can eat, all you can drink beer brought to you at your seat, I honestly said to myself, my God, is it worth actually going to a game this year just because of that deal? The, but is that only available to season ticket holders? I don't know. You yeah. could resale for that deal. It might be worth it for us just to buy it, buy the season tickets and go to one game for that. I mean, 650 bucks. I will get beers. I am I'm jealous that you're going to be able to go to a game this year if I you know. end up at Birmingham. I'd like to see what the tickets look like. 
Google, as far as like the actual paper tickets? Yeah, what does that ticket look like? Does it have the logo of the Birmingham Iron on it? I, my guess does is it they, say Alliance? It probably is an Alliance logo and a Birmingham logo. They probably don't put the players on there. I would imagine, you know. Yeah, right. You're not going to get a Trent Richardson running through a hole. But doesn't that feel like a cool collector's item? Yeah, I would think. I am actually in the process, and I hope with their headquarters moving, of ordering an Orlando Apollos jersey. So I think that will be cool to kind of have forever. So, and I look, you hope that 10, 15 years from now, the league still run strong. Maybe they're on their third reincarnation of the jersey. Then it's just a throwback. But, you know, accumulate the gear now because there are some signs, but I think ultimately we'll prevail. <laughs> All right, that's side A. Side B with Bogish is now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by my partner in Alliance Crime, Andrew Bogish. The bogeyman with Kenneth Mia Farrow is here. Bogey, what's up? Oh, Shawnee. Where's week three? Is it here yet? Well, (laughs) we're lucky that week three may happen, apparently. And I was out on Tuesday, so when the story broke, I texted DA right away, and I hadn't got a chance to talk to you about the 250 mil coming in from the Carolina Hurricanes owner. And when I first heard that, I immediately thought, okay, well, the league is steady now for three years, but we were that close to having our careers robbed after two weeks of Alliance primetime. And I actually thought about emptying out my bank account, which probably has about $600 in it, and just handing it to the Alliance to make sure we we save face (laughs) here. I've got money to keep the Memphis offensive line going. (laughs) That's that's about all all I can do. You guys handle the rest. this yesterday was a was a that was a pretty fun three hours because it began with the story the first story and the initial one which still may be the case was that like they couldn't make payroll right and out of the sky falls two hundred and fifty mil from the Carolina Hurricanes owner now I can see and the, the the response from the league is there was never any payroll issues like that some people didn't get their check when they were supposed to because of like a, a computer glitch we were changing over to smart books or whatever so like on one hand i get that argument but it's also like they're both leaps of faith right it's right like, who are it, you trusting well and like you know like they the league wants you to think that just basically after two game two weeks and eight games that somebody magically gave them 250 million dollars to, to buy the league. That's what this guy did yesterday. He basically bought the Alliance. And I heard you in the updates basically refer to him as the new owner of the yeah. Alliance of America. He's also Football. the host of Primetime. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it it's a multi-layered acquisition. He, he, and everything on Monday, everything will be sponsored by, I'm going to do some research, see what companies he owns. I think yes. that's going to be the theme of Primetime. All right, I like it. everything Tom Dundon related. All right, and that's his name, Dundon, not Durden. Not, it's Don, it's, it not, could be not Luka Dundon, Doncic. but I, I went with Dundon because I remember when he bought the Hurricanes right. and Dundon was in my head from then, so I just stuck with it. If it's something else, I'll learn it by Monday since he is now in charge of all of us. He, he really is. I guess I might have to email him directly to get Alliance. I think we can forward. now. But I found, it, I found the whole thing so funny, and I, I will just give you a little behind the scenes of my professional life. There was a time when my personal Subway restaurant I was working at mm-hmm. changed payroll services and we missed a paycheck. Okay. Like, and we ended up having it doubled up on the next one. There was no owner bailing it out. There were some of us questioning. The blimpies didn't come in with no. some cash. <laughs> we had the aprons on, the small knives, cutting the hinge cuts and the sandwiches. And there were some of us that, that threatened to walk out at one point 
but we were short. It was just a payroll glitch. Okay. And we did get paid. We were never told of another investor. So when I heard, and then we did get paid, and and Subway from there on out was fine. Now they're all individually owned, so this right. wasn't a Subway Corporation thing. But it made when I heard that yesterday, it brought me back to me, you know, pudgy cheeks, trying to make Italian BMTs, thinking, mm. oh no, are we in danger of going under here? But it turned out it really was a change in payroll companies yeah. and glitches. So I. I'm going to take the leap of faith, and I'm going to say the Alliance had this figured out. I have a hard time thinking they went through all of this with TV, Charlie Ebersole, you know, doing shows, uniforms, everything, season tickets, only to risk not even being available for week three. Right. Uh, I mean, although, again, we've like we've seen leagues have issues before, and I have no idea what they're getting from Bleacher Report Live and CBS right. Sports Network, NFL Network. So, Which is, by the way, going to be an issue in week three when people try to find Bleacher Report yeah. Live. Um, so like, I don't I don't know what they had in their accounts. It, at first glance, it's completely logical to me that they did have payroll issues, and it's odd to me that they were changing payroll systems. In how long have they been in existence? Paying people for like ten months? No, but like ten yeah. months. If you think they've been paying people before actual right. games, people that you know are so medium. already they won out on a on a payroll. Right, system. they're already upgrading their computer Fair. systems. Bottom line is this league isn't going to die. Now, <laughs> so that's looks, good for all of us. Well, apparently he invested. Th- um, I think the the total that the players cost. I read this was like thirty three million per season. I think they all basically make eighty thousand dollars times. It's seventy, eighty, and two fifty. But I think it's like, I think basically all in total. And I've said basically it's becoming a crutch here. Over three years, I think the total of payroll will cost them about ninety million dollars. Right, so the rest of that is for actual, so you know, improvements point, or whatever. Point being, the two hundred fifty mil means that this league, in theory, if budgeted properly, which who knows what the other expenses, is here for three years, which is great. Which means three years of prime time. Right. I'm fired up about. Yeah, that. I'm in. I'm in. And like I said, he. Thank you to to Sir Tom for saving us. Now I'd be lying if I told you I listened to all three hours of the Da on Tuesday. Mm. I had uh, some stuff to attend to. But was it broached with Pete the Body Bellotti about his days off? Well, Pete brought it up. On the air? It, it was his trash. He okay. trashed the show as a whole for suggesting that he was off on Monday again to watch wrestling. He swears he was in Rhode Island with his wife on a vacation because she's a teacher. So she this week in New York, I think other places, but mostly New York, oh, teachers is, a, are off. is a week off. So they must be they, nice. They you know they scurried away to Rhode Island for a break. Now, I was quick to point out that Pete's previous day off was because he was up late the night before watching wrestling and didn't want to come in the Monday of Radio Row. Right. Um, so he's one for two. We we got one. He got one right. in this debate. Well, so either way, Pete is a fraud. Can I explain why? Please. Pete is either a fraud because he's lying to us about the wrestling thing and, you know, maybe he did go to Rhode Island and maybe he did watch the wrestling. Or he's actually a fraud wrestling fan because you get 12 pay-per-views a year. Shouldn't you watch all 12 pay-per-views? And he, and he scurries off to Rhode Island? I mean, I don't know what he did Monday morning. I don't know what their travel plans were. When they were back in, in New York, he could have very easily thrrown the, the DVR, the, you know, the, the app up, and watched it live. I'm sure he has seen it in its entirety by now. But don't you isn't that kind of event you have to see live? You have to see it live if you're a big wrestling fan? Um, I can't speak for big wrestling like, fans. I, I understand that, but picture... <laughs> I, this wouldn't be the Super Bowl, so picture Wild Card Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you'd want you'd want you're to watch those game games live. I mean, again, you 
you and I have different views on things. Like sometimes there's other stuff that has to happen before. Okay, you're a little different. If a kid has a soccer game, I understand you got to get him there. I'm talking about Pete. The body has no kids. As a beautiful wife, right. they go up to Rhode Island. But she has a rare day off, and they got a chance to go have— What are they watching Sunday night, then? Hopefully nothing. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hopefully oh, come they're on. watching, you know, the fire crackle and wine being poured and, you know, Who other things happening. You start doing that at 7 p.m., you're up till midnight. That's a long five hours. Listen, Pete's a machine. He's the body. No, he's not. Pete's the body. He's not the body worth a damn. Not anything. I also loved your Luberderm trash, and I do have to point out— DA, as you mentioned on the air, Luberderm on the lips. I see. I don't. I don't ever know how far I can go with him because the show is the DA show, and he in despite oh, you your best efforts, he is in charge. And there have been times where I've really tried to go far, and I've been cut down. Right. But I will still throw those hail marys. Um, but I thought that was despicable and disgusting, this and is not, not def- allowed. You don't put low regular lotion on your lips. You know, this is very indicative on what I've seen from DA and what I find to be appalling the most of him. He's quick to point out how disgusting I am, yeah. how gross a human I am. But and now this is now twice in recent years, if not memory, that I've seen him pull some ill-advised bathroom behavior. Number mm. one, he once ate a cookie while in the bathroom. Like, I'm not saying on the bowl, but he walked into the bathroom. Eating at, it. Eating it. Okay. Taking a bite of it. And I said, you just, anywhere in those walls you can't be eating. Okay, that's All right? fair. Now, this Luberderm that we've all known has been sitting in there for two months. Right. He thinks okay to put anywhere near his mouth as who knows whose hands have been on that Luberderm before even washing their hands, maybe? See, I don't— I, There got to be people who aren't washing their hands who are treating course. that like washing their hands. Of course. You, ha- you push down on that and then take that Luberderm and put it on your lips, around your mouth? That's appalling. See, my issue wasn't even with that specific Luberderm. I wouldn't use a virgin canister of Luberderm on my lips. Like, there's chapstick for your right. lips. Like, lotion is for your body. Now, even people, I think, put Vaseline on their lips. I think our boy Ack does that. Right. Even that makes a little more sense, although I still think it's gross. But I would never, like, put it on my hands, on like, on my legs, and then a quick swipe across the mouth. And he just kept going. disgusting. I agree. And he just kept going to, it's moisturizer. It's, it's moisturizer. No, it's not. Not for your mouth. No. It, your lips are not your skin. No. They're two different epidermises. If that's the right word, then yes. The epidermis is your is your, your body skin. Might be epidermis. I don't know what the plural of epidermis. Epidermises. Right. They're two different epidermises. <laughs> and uh, the bottom line is this. For all that gets thrown my way about donuts and, you know, not sharing food and if you don't put your hand in the bag, you know, put the bag of chips in a cup or something Mm -hmm. like that. I got a guy now eating cookies in the bathroom and taking lotion that's been on dirty fingers and putting it on his lips. I got a track record now for DA being a closet grossite. You uh, test eating what turned out to be dog excrement. That still is the number one like hygiene living faux pas of of the group. Sure, for sure. But off the top of my head, lotion on the lips might be number two. I would agree. Might be, and there's a gap. An ironic, one and two. an ironic number, by the way, out of that bathroom. It's true. It's very true. But yes, yeah, so DA is now on gross alert, and and that's just where yeah. it goes from here. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, Bogus, I'm going to let you go. And you can follow hey. you on Twitter uh, at Andrew Bogus. Okay. And what were you going to say to me? Uh, thanks for having me. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Something like that. I don't know. Anytime, Buckaroo. When and, when no one else is available. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MarazCBS. Have a good weekend, everyone.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 